0: Jesus, we love you. We praise you. It's our honor to come and worship together with the people of God for the glory of God. And Jesus, you are the reason for the season. And so we're incredibly grateful for you. We love you in Jesus name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? Come on, give Julia another hand this morning. Give Aaron a hand. Would you stand with me as we get ready to read God's word this morning? excited that you made it to luminous, that you're in the house this morning. I'm excited to sing some Christmas carols with you. Weren't our elementary kids awesome this morning? They were amazing. I love that moment. I want to, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 24. love to read the scripture with us this morning and then get into today's sermon. It says this, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from the sleep, he did as the angel commanded him, and he took his wife. Father, we love you. Speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. All right, give somebody a high five. We're, we're out of pocket this morning. We're out of pocket if you didn't notice some. Um, and, and what I love about Luminous Church is we, we get out of pocket and then we just slip it right back in. You know, we're out, slip it back in. So thank you for all those who help slip it back in. Jarvis, you know, put him back in the pocket. You know, Julia creating a moment. You know, me and Erica, we just hyped up. We hyped up. I want to I talk about um, and conclude our series that we've been in over the last few weeks. Experience Jesus. Experience Jesus. I want to talk about experience Jesus through Christmas. Experience Jesus through Christmas. Experience Jesus as Emmanuel. Experience Jesus as Emmanuel. As you know, in the prophet Isaiah chapter 7, We had Jesus who was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah that there would be a son who would be born to a virgin and his name shall be Emmanuel, which means God with us. The only time that that particular word was used uh, with God with us was in Isaiah chapter seven, that particular one. You see another instance in Isaiah chapter eight, but it's a different Hebrew word. But in Isaiah chapter seven, it was a prophetic word. And yes, Isaiah was prophesying to the times, wasn't he? He was prophesying to where they were about about the the Israelites and, and Judah and the persecution that was going to happen and how the Lord was going to be with them. But what I love about the scripture and what we see is that which was written for a certain time for a certain people was ultimately fulfilled here in Matthew chapter one for a greater time for a people more abundant than just one nation. But for all people, everybody say all people, all people so that all people can know God. Isaiah 713 or verse 14 says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, this is incredible, this story, because... As it's prophesied for this time and Ahaz and it's prophesied in this moment, it's prophesied for Jesus. And this is good news for you and me this morning, because as Julia sang this morning, behold, Emmanuel, God has come. Those who are hurt, those who are weak, those who run out of energy, those who run out of their work week, those who run out of time, may run out of time this week. You're still doing your Christmas shopping. Am I the only one who was sending the kids back in the car still buying presents? Yes. Okay. thank you. Uh, Run out of time. We're weak. Sometimes we're in despair. Sometimes we we don't have enough to do what what is put in front of us. And, And the vanity of life, right, is to move through life without hope to move through life, just just going and, and beating the wind, if you will, just boxing the wind, that there is this vanity of life without the good news of Jesus. If God isn't with us, if Emmanuel didn't come, we would be a hopeless people. Without Jesus, life would become very selfish and very dark. But I'm thankful that this prophecy was fulfilled and God is with us. We experience Jesus by Emmanuel, God being with us. Simply recognizing Jesus at Christmas is one way that we experience more of him. It's one way that we experience his goodness, his kindness, his love, his grace. And we know this, that when we come together, when the church assembles on December 17th, Eight days before Christmas, and we assemble together in that unity, we experience him. There's something powerful about being together and singing songs together, singing singing carols together that we've sang for decades upon decades, because this is how we experience God with us in unity and together. Isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus, Savior, Savior. The name Jesus, the one who takes away sins, not just takes away, forgives sins. Forgives sins. Somebody coming and being promised that he was going to take away your sins. The fulfillment of this promise. In Jeremiah 31, 34, another prophet prophesies, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity. And I will remember their sins no more that God, when he sent his son, Jesus, and he came about, he started moving away where he started paying for all the sins of our past, present and future. And this is what God Emmanuel does for us. It reminds us of a great hope of who we can be with Jesus. Aren't you grateful for that? And in. Matthew chapter 18, we read about experiencing Jesus. And when Jesus says this, he says in Matthew chapter 18, if your brother offends you, how many of you have had some offenses with your brother, your sister, your friend, your neighbor, your coworker, your mom, your dad, your puppy, right? All of us have had some offenses. All of us have been frustrated all of us have committed sin against one another but how many of you know that it's in the unity together when we come together and somebody calls out and encourages us to be more like jesus how many of you want people to encourage you to be more like jesus how many of us need that this christmas hey you just need to be a little more like jesus a little more gracious a little more merciful a little bit more giving and a little bit more forgiving we need to be more forgiving And it's in this moment in Matthew 18, it says that when your brother sins against you, your sister sins against you, what shall you do? You shall go to them as brothers and sisters in Christ. You should let the offense be made known and you should move into a place of reconciling the relationship. How many know that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us was about reconciling relationships? about reconciling us with God first and then with others. This is what God wants for us, that the greatest love is the love that can move in a place of reconciliation and leading people to repentance and forgiveness. It's why we love this verse right after Matthew 18, uh, verse 19 and 20. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be Emmanuel, and I will be God with you. How many are grateful that you don't have to forgive your neighbor or your friend on your own strength? Because how many know I don't have enough forgiveness to forgive the person who offended me? but God comes and he shows up and he begins to give you what you don't have he begins to give you himself when the church t- comes together in unity we pray this all the time don't we we're two or more together their god is in the midst of them but unique about the context of this Is Jesus is saying that not just together praying and interceding, not just they're together in that moment, but they're in the moment of reconciling one another and helping move people to a place of repentance and forgiveness and restoration. This Christmas, if you want to experience Jesus in a great way, you want to experience Emmanuel. Start moving in a place of reconciling the offenses before the year is gone. Start moving to the place where there's offense with neighbor, friend, brother, coworker, wife, husband. I'm sure Brandy's going to come to me. And we're going to reconcile. It's going to be great. And the Lord will come because you aren't reconciling your own effort and your own strength. But there he is in the midst of you. He is there because it's Jesus. And Jesus wants to let you know. That he is saving his people from their sins. Isn't that what we read in Matthew 1? There will be a child. He will be born and you shall call him Jesus. And he will save the people from their sins. He will move them out of their sinful ways, their sinful life, their sinful destruction, their death. And breathe new life into them. And they'll become altogether something new something different this is what god wants for us if we want to experience forgiveness we move into this place not just making wrongs right but making wrongs righteous isn't that what we read in second corinthians i believe it's chapter 5 verse 21 that he has come and for the sake he came and he, he, he for our sake he made him to be sin, jesus who knew no sin so that in him We might become the righteousness of God. Psalm 138, a prophetic word that he will come and he will redeem Israel. He will redeem the people of God from all their iniquities. If you want to experience Jesus, you want to experience Emmanuel this Christmas, start making wrongs righteous. Start making wrongs righteous, and the way that you do it is you put the blood of Jesus on it, and you call on Emmanuel, and there he shows up in the midst of you. It's why there's more power when we're together than when we're alone. Jesus shows up. There he is in the midst of you. If we want to experience Jesus as Emmanuel, but we also this Christmas, I want to encourage us to experience Jesus as the light. Everybody say the light. The light. The light, isn't it so fitting that Luminous Church would end the last Sunday of the year talking about Jesus as the light? John chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. This Emmanuel, the one who takes away the sins of the world, the one born of the Virgin Mary, the one who came, he came as a light to illuminate the people of God for the glory of God. He came to light up your earthly temple. He came to light up the church, and he came to light up the world. Aren't you grateful for that? This is what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to be light. And if we want to experience Jesus in a great way, we have to recognize his light on the earth. And I love Christmas. How many kids love Christmas? Maya, you love Christmas. I mean, Ryan, we love Christmas. Brielle, you love Christmas. We love Christmas. And you know what I love? I love Christmas lights. Does anybody else love Christmas lights? I love them so much. That in good faith, I got the Tupperware or the tubs out of my attic. I put them on the porch, and I was ready to hang all my Christmas lights. And in good faith, the tubs are still there, but the lights aren't up. Can anybody relate? And that, that, yeah, okay. There they are. And I, you know what I did? I love lights so much, Christmas lights so much. Brielle and I, we put one strand of lights up with the other 30 strands still in the tub. We're like, we're going to put something up because the light reflects and reminds us of the true light that came to earth. When we go around this Christmas season, why do we put lights on a tree? Because it's pretty. Eh, Maybe. But we put lights on a tree because it reminds us of the light of Jesus. He has come. You want to experience Jesus this Christmas? Start looking at Christmas lights. Start just imagining that start imagining the lights around. Start moving in a great way. Jesus loves light. He is the light of the world. And God uses this metaphor throughout the beginning of time because God is lights. And in the beginning, the light shone upon the earth and light was all around. And even after Genesis chapter three and after the fall and when when. And Moses got the instructions to put up the tabernacle, and they began to build the temple. They, they put in the holy place a candle, a lampstand. And on the lampstand, there, there was seven lights, seven branches, one in the middle, and then three on each side of olive branches that came up made out of pure gold. And it was the only lights that illuminated the holy place of God's temple. It was in that moment that Aaron, the priest, as you recall, was, was, was commissioned to begin to keep the lamps burning so that the light in the holy place would never go out. Aren't you grateful for this? It was this moment that light was supposed to fill this holy place. And Aaron, every morning and every night, he lit those lamps, he put fresh oil in there, and he started illuminating this holy place. The candles started to burn and the light began to shine and it began to move. You can read the story or uh, the, the instructions about the lampstand in Exodus 25. It says this in verse 31. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be made of hammered work. Its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. And there shall be six branches going out of the sides three branches of the lampstand on one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand on the other side of it. This candle, this menorah was lit to light up the holy place. Aren't you grateful that God's light began to shine in the holy place so they could see the the, the places that they are to worship and the way they are to interact? And uniquely, Aaron's job wasn't just to fill the lamps with oil and to light the lamps, but his job was also to clean the wicks, the wicks morning and night, they would clean the wicks and all the dirtiness. And you have candles at home, you got to cut that wick a little bit, you got to clean it up. You have to light it. Have any of you lit an oil lit lamp before? And if it has too much, too much soot on it, right, it doesn't light. So you have to clean it off. This was Aaron's job. And, and this is the moment that metaphorically, we see many pictures with the lampstand at this time. We see that as this soot is cleaned off and it was lit, that is equivalent to this moment that God moves in our life. And he starts cleaning our life up so that he can begin to light us. Aren't you grateful for that? We have this, this menorah that lights up. And you may remember one of the famous stories of the menorah because as we see at Hanukkah, we don't, just have, um, we don't just have six lights, but we have eight lights, and then we have the one that lights them, and it's this incredible story. If you don't remember, about 200 B.C., in the temple, they were under attack, being overthrown, and the, the Maccabees, this group, came up, and they started fighting off and taking a hold of the temple, and they were low on the olive oil. And the olive oil that lit the lamps, they were low, and they only had enough for one day. Do you remember this story? For one day, they had enough, and they lit it, and it remained lit for eight days. A supernatural moment, a miraculous moment, this miracle moment of the lamp being lit for eight days. It's why in, in Hanukkah, they light these candles to remember God's miracles. The truth is is we've been studying miracles all year. We started this year with miracles. You may remember this. You fasted, you prayed, you believed. How many of you were believing for miracles this year? Miracles. You see, if we want to experience Jesus, we don't just need to experience him, right, in in certain moments, but we're also experiencing him Through these miracle stories of remembering how God has moved, how he shaped us, how he's molded us, how he's moved us in a great way. And and in this story of the Maccabees and Hanukkah and this remembrance of God keeping the oil for eight days, they remember this miracle story. And don't we have miracle stories that we remember? I want to tell you, if you want to experience Jesus, go back to the miracles that he's done in your life. If you want to experience Jesus this Christmas, remember what God has done in your life. Maybe he lit a lamp for you. Maybe he opened some finances for you. Maybe you were believing for a child and you miraculously conceived. Maybe it was a moment of marriage. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was different moments that we were all believing God for this year. I remember the miracle of closing on our land for our church. That was a huge miracle that happened a few months ago for our church. Believing that Jesus is moving and showing up. As we experience Jesus, we also remember the miracles. And on this lampstand, it lights the holy place. And we read in John chapter 1, there was a fulfillment of God's promise to us, wasn't there? That God wasn't just going to light a lampstand in a holy place in one position for all the time. But Jesus came. Emmanuel came. The light came into the world to begin to light up the world and illuminate the world, not just for one time, but to give us the Holy Spirit, the oil that would remain lit for all time, for all eternity. And when Jesus came, he came to give us oil, supernatural oil, to stay lit, to stay burning, to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and he's come to light the world. In Revelation 21:23, at the end of the book, at the end of the Bible, we read this, "And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the lamb." Aren't you grateful that Jesus came and when he came to light the world, he's moving in a place where there will be no more menorah in heaven, but he will become the ultimate menorah. He'll become the ultimate lampstand and he'll give lights to all those inside of heaven, inside of his holy place, inside of his house. Aren't you grateful for that? Lastly, we're going to see that we're going to experience Jesus through worship. We're going to experience Jesus as Emmanuel. We're going to experience Jesus as light, and we're going to reciprocate, and we're going to give this moment of experiencing Jesus through worship. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. So we get ready to close this morning. It says this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews, for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We have come in this place to worship him. If you want to experience Jesus in a great way this Christmas, the way that we experience Jesus is by worshiping him, is by loving him, by giving him grace, by, give, by, by, by giving him song, by, giving him, by singing to him, by giving him all glory and praise. What I love about Matthew's gospel right here is I love this moment of it starts in Matthew chapter one. And Matthew is the apostle who loved to talk about all the prophetic um, 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 promises that Jesus fulfilled in himself. And in Matthew chapter one, we see this moment where it says that he is Emmanuel. He is God with us, that he is God with us. And what's cool about Matthew 21, it starts with this promise that Jesus is going to come and that he's going to reveal himself to us. God incarnate, coming down from heaven, born of a virgin, here with us. But in Matthew chapter 28, he's going to double down on that promise. He's saying, I'm not going to just be with you for a moment, but I'm going to be with you forever. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He starts Matthew chapter 1. Emmanuel, God with us. He leaves Matthew 28. I'm with you to the end of the age. A beautiful inclusio right here of this gospel account of who Jesus is. Explaining to us, being assured that we can experience him, that we can live for him, that we can chase him, and that he is more than enough for us. If you would, bow your head and close your eyes with me this morning. Christmas reminds us that Jesus will be with you. His life, his death, his resurrection is the promise that he's going to stay with you. He didn't just come to be with you. He came to stay with you. God could be for us, who could be against us? If God could do a miracle of letting a candle burn for eight days when it should have been done in a day, he can do a miracle for you today. If God can fulfill a miracle of sending his son through a virgin, he could do a miracle for you today. If God can do that, surely His hand is not too short to save. Surely He can rescue you. Surely He can move and reconcile a hard relationship this Christmas in your life. Surely He can raise a hopeless person in a theater seat in Luminous and bring hope and breathe life into you. Surely He can do that, right, church? Surely he can do that. He will. This Christmas, to experience Jesus, go for a drive. Here's an idea take that person that you're having a hard time with, get them some coffee, go for a drive, and start looking at Christmas lights. And be reminded. That the light of the world is here. And he's given you enough. He's given you enough. Those who are discouraged, open your eyes. The king is here. Awake, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. And let the light of Christ shine upon you. Father, we thank you. We want to experience you, Jesus. Father, even now, Holy Spirit, we're just even this sermon, there's relationships that we need to reconcile. Things that are hurt, broke. We need Emmanuel. We need you to be with us. Show up in that moment. Bring healing. Restoration, reconciliation. Bring what we don't have on our own. Light the lie. Illuminate the darkness. Shine faith on unbelief. Soften a hard heart. Holy Spirit, thank you for doing that. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me as we prepare our hearts for